Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the show where you get expert advice about the heavy-duty parts you buy and sell and keep you informed about what's happening in the industry. When fleets think about their total cost of operation and strategies to lower that, they often focus on reducing their costs in areas like fuel, their emission systems, tires, brakes, things like that. But today we're going to talk about your spring brakes, also known as your brake pots. And we've got a returning guest. Rick Dean is the international sales manager at MGM Brakes, and he was on on episode 27. And we talked all about their company, the history, the background. So if you want, go back, listen to episode 27. Today is really a continuation of that conversation. We're going to talk to him about how fleets can lower their total cost of operation with their spring brakes. So let's get Rick on the show. Rick, welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for having me back. It's really nice to talk to you again. I'm looking forward to our discussion today. Rick, when it comes to the different products that you have, I'd like to start by talking about the LTR brake actuator. What's unique in the performance characteristics of that model? Well, Jamie, the LTR is one of the pillars of our product lineup. It's been around for over 20 years. We've been selling it and it's been a good brake that we've had out in the marketplace. It's a brake that's was created for a long life application, targeted at the on-highway tractor and trailer, but also applicable to other segments of ap- different applications as well. And, you know, it's been a steadfast product in our lineup that was created too as well for long-lasting durability. That makes a lot of sense because really at the end of the day, it's the labor that costs so much, even more so than the parts. One of the things that I always remember when I was selling parts, and we talked about this back in your first episode on the show, but if you're buying a lower cost brake actuator and it's failing within 12 or 18 months, that's a lot of extra cost when you compare it to the lifetime value of a product like the LTR brake. That's correct. And the thing with the LTR is that the warranty that we offer for on-highway applications is with the tube version is a six-year warranty. Without the tube, it's a five. So when you're looking at that sort of replacement cycle, you're probably looking at two, maybe sometimes three spring break changes uh, prior to that uh, warranty expiration. So we've tried to focus on that break to make it as durable and as long-lasting as possible and providing the warranty that goes with it that would be applicable. In other markets, the warranty is a little bit uh, different depending on the severity of the applications. The warranty for the LTR does vary by application and market segment. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. You talked about on highway. What kind of like vocational applications would we use this spring break in? This spring break could be used in, in refuse. It could be used in a severe service application. 
gravel truck, a dump truck. It's used sometimes on a transit bus, a coach application. So really the array of different uh, vehicles that it can be put on and the different market segments or applications that it's applicable to are very widespread. So it's not that I want to put you on the spot and do a bunch of math in your head, but let's talk real numbers. When we're talking about the kind of cost savings that is created by using a product like the LTR, what kinds of savings can a fleet realize and over what period of time? So if if you're looking at your standard brake chamber compared to the LTR brake, let's look at an on-highway tractor and trailer with a six-year warranty. So if you're Cost on a spring break, on a standard spring break, is anywhere from $40 to $60 times two to three brake changes throughout the course of the application or the life of the brake. You're looking just in product savings alone, $150 plus. That's excluding the cost of the labor, which, you know, uh, labor rates vary widely. So looking at $75, $80 and $100 an hour. That's uh, going to be at least two to three hundred dollars in labor. So, when you look at that cost, you're 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 looking at probably three to four hundred dollars in additional labor by changing that brake every couple of years or three years compared to putting on the LTR brake, which we warranty for a six year on highway application. Yeah. So, I mean, per wheel, we're talking hundreds of dollars over a six year period. When you start to add up by by the number of axles and then the number of vehicles in your yard, anybody listening to this who's a fleet maintenance manager knows the you know the number of vehicles they've got. Start adding that up, and, and we're not talking hundreds of dollars; we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars saved, which is going to lower the total cost of operation for fleets. Yeah, and that was just an example of one wheel end. So times right. that by you know four or six wheel ends. You know, the, there is a substantial cost to to the maintenance side of the business, and acquisition cost always isn't the only thing that you need to be looking at. The long-term costs are what we always try to portray at MGM and make the, the, the fleet aware of, that they're, what is the total cost of ownership or the cost per mile, which is, is much different, as we all know, than the purchase price of a part. Yeah. And that's the hard part for some people to get their minds around, right? It's like, I I can't get my head around spending three times as much on the part and that actually saving me money in the long run. But we've got to get to that way of thinking. The big national fleets, that's the way they think. They invest heavily to make sure their cost per mile is as low as possible. And so if you're a vocational fleet, you can achieve those same kinds of results. You just have to take the steps necessary and use the right parts. Agreed. And, you know, this has been our philosophy for many years is that we put safety and quality along with longevity into our products, every product that we build. We only use premium components to build the best brake that we can because it's a safety related item. And we don't want that product to fail on our watch. So we've tried to develop the best products, the most durable products and reliable products that we can as a manufacturer of spring brakes which really also is a benefit for the maintenance side of the business because it does last so much longer. The cost may be a little bit different and you know the acquisition prices might be higher, but at the end of the day, your overall savings is going to be much better using something that we've tested and is tried and true, as the saying goes. Someone said to me recently, Warranties are only as good as the company that stands behind them. 
Can you just kind of walk me through what is the process if someone does have a brake actuator that fails prematurely? So their spring brake fails prematurely. They were really looking forward to getting that six years out of it if they were on highway, maybe four years if it was a more vocational application. Walk me through the process so that people understand how MGM stands behind their product. Sometimes the, you know, the product does fail, depending on the environment that it's in. It's rare. Our warranty uh, percentage, our corporate warranty percentage is less than a tenth of a percent. And this is why you know, we try to build the best break we can. One of the uh, things we've done in the last couple of years to make the warranty submission process a lot easier is added uh, electronic warranty submission from our website. So you can go on there, take uh, you know a couple pictures of the date code, what's the failure mode of the brake, fill out the necessary information, and upload it to our website. And that gets generated to each individual sales rep within their territory. So it's a very quick process, you know, that we've tried to implement and take the weight and the, the amount of time out of the warranties, trying to get them processed as quickly as possible. And this really has helped customers with the ease of the warranty process. Not that there's many, but when they do have one, they can always submit it through our website or, you know, do the old fashioned way. Call up your rep and say, hey, I've got a potential warranty. What do I need to do? And they will walk you through the process and let you know what needs to happen. It's time for us to take a quick break. We'll be right back. I just wanted to take a brief moment to let you know that I've been working with forward-thinking, heavy-duty companies as a business consultant, creating great content, helping sales use digital tools more effectively, and developing business growth strategies are the most common projects that I'm involved in. If you would like to work with me, go to heavydutypartsreport.com slash consultant. That's heavydutypartsreport.com slash consultant to learn more. I also work as a brand ambassador for great brands like Diesel Parts. Diesel Parts is a aftermarket parts cross-reference and lookup tool that makes it easier to identify parts than ever before. Go to parts.diesellaptops.com to create your free account. That's parts.diesellaptops.com. All right, let's get back to the interview. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and we've been speaking with Rick Dean, International Sales Manager at MGM Brakes. Rick, I'd like to now talk about the LTS model. This was released April 2020. What makes it different than the LTR model we were talking about earlier? Well, the LTS model was released, you know, as you said, coming up to almost one year now. We found that with today's modern suspensions, the height of the old LTR brake, and I have a, a cutaway right here, the height was a problem for us. It was very systematic that with this additional extrusion on the, on the housing, it uh, was getting in the way of a lot of the modern suspensions with the amount of, of space that you would be able to install the brake on. So for those that are listening on the podcast and aren't watching the video, Rick's showing the LTR brake and, and opposite the pushrod where the bottom housing is, where the breather is, there's this nub and it's probably, it's hard to tell on the video, but how many inches high is that? It adds an additional about three or four inches to the brake when the caging bolt is fully extended. Now, that was one of the biggest things that we had to overcome when we redesigned this brake and came out and released the new LTS was the reduction in height of this brake to make it more compact and able to fit into the smaller spaces on the suspensions today. 
Okay, so that was that was the real push is is like we've got changes in suspension, we've got to get something that's going to work in that application. And so the LTS was the solution. Yes. And you know, as we've gone along and suspensions have evolved, you know, packaging and space requirements becomes very very crucial. You know, everything's tighter, less weight, you know, a lot of the the vehicles that that are taking spring brakes, there's there's not a lot of real estate anymore to have a big bulky product out there and not to be able to fit into the application. So that was one of the primary impetuses for us to go ahead and redesign the LTR brake and AKA now known as the LTS. Okay. Both versions are still available, but the LTS, and I've got a cutaway is here as well. If you can see it, the head is substantially reduced. When this brake is in operating condition, it's about two inches shorter than the actual LTR brake. I put them side by side. So you can see the difference in how the height of the LTR compared to the LTS brake and, you know, how, how much more difficult it can be to install the LTR into applications. So by going to this LTS brake, we've made it more compact. Like the LTR brake, it's made of A360 aluminum, which is one of the most uh, corrosion resistant and high tensile strength aluminums that you can use when making a spring brake, cast aluminums. So that, that's one of the benefits of this product, right? And aluminum, you know, has better corrosion resistant qualities compared to steel. One of some of the other things that we've done with the LTS brake in order to modernize it and also to add some of the features that we have in our TR line, series line of brakes is our corrosion fighter technology. The corrosion fighter technology is a spring guide that we've put into the head of the brake and it's a composite material compared to the old one that we used to use, which was steel. If the spring had started to corrode and you had any sort of metal-to-metal -metal reactions, you know, metal-to-metal -metal touching of, of the internal components, that would create an electrical charge. That electrical charge would prematurely cause the spring to break. So back in 2009, we developed this for our TR series of brakes. And ever since, it's really, really has enhanced the reliability and the performance of our product. So that was something that we definitely wanted to add into the LTS brake, and we have done that. So you're going to see a brake now that has a lot more longevity than our LTR brakes did. You know, we have our breather tube on here as well. The breather tube seals out the contaminants. So a lot of times on a spring brake, you have vent holes in the top, so the air when the brake is uh, the spring brake or the park brake is applied and released, the air has somewhere to vent. We've taken those holes away. We have this vent tube, which the air vents through the service side or the non-pressurized chamber, and it keeps all the contaminants out of the spring. The spring side tends to be the biggest issue when it comes to premature failures, and we've tried to eliminate that with the tube. We've also added some things like our center hole diaphragm technology. That keeps all the parts aligned. And what happens is the diaphragm is actually connected to the push rod and the piston. So everything stays nice and aligned and true. And you don't get as much side loading or any side loading on the parts wearing them prematurely. With the breather tube, I remember when I was selling the MGM brakes, we always told the mechanics, but now I've forgotten. When you're installing it, how do you know that you've oriented it correctly with that breather tube? That's a very good uh, question, Jamie, and a very good point, because that is critical 
to the performance of the product and making sure that it lasts the longest with the correct orientation of that breather tube. The breather tube needs to go anywhere from nine o'clock to three o'clock. So it needs to face away from the roadside. 12 o'clock is ideal, but that nine to three orientation of, of the breather tube will definitely ensure that the breather tube is installed in the correct position. Yeah, we don't want it down because then if it gets snagged or torn off, now you just got dirt and water and mud and everything going directly into that <laughs> the exact reason that that tube was created, right? To try to stop that from happening. Absolutely. And that tube also becomes a trap now for, for contaminants via road spray or something like that. So the tube should be installed anywhere from nine o'clock to three o'clock, ideally at 12, but that always isn't possible. So yeah, away yeah. from the roadside and this brake will be a fantastic product on a commercial vehicle. So what are the, some of the applications you mentioned that as suspension is changing, so what kinds of suspensions or what kinds of uh, units really need the LTS? Do you have any off the top of your head? Once again, you know, I'm going to say this LTS, this new LTS product is a great utility brake. This will be good for every single application that is available. You can use it on highway, in the transit sector, tractor, trailer, off highway, severe service. I mean, it really is a, a great brake. And one of the other things that we've done, this brake has an integral release bolt. So in the top of the brake, there is no cap that needs to be, weather cap that needs to be, uh, make sure that the plug is in. On the older spring brakes or, or the conventional ones, there's always that color blue or red, the little dust grommet. Or weather cap, yeah. Right, right, right. So that's not there on this unit. What I'm looking at is I'm looking at, it looks like the head of a bolt with a washer, but it's all one piece. Correct. So that's a requirement. You have to be able to cage the brake. Not necessarily will the caging bolt be an integral part of the unit. It could be separate. But as per our older uh, LTR model, we've kept that integral caging bolt design, but we've updated it. So instead of having a bolt that comes out three inches, like it did on the old LTR brake, and with the additional housing on the top, this brake to fully manually cage this, this spring, you only have to back the bolt out uh, 1.3 inches. Wow. So you get a minimal protrusion. So when you install this into a compact area or an area where there's not enough real estate to, to get a wrench on that, it really does give you that extra room to cage the brake manually to install or to remove it if it needs maintenance. So that is one of the big factors we've also added into this. And the bolt that we've used, this is the same bolt that we use in our MJS series, our piston brakes. So it's a double, a dual threaded bolt, and it takes a lot less turns to get fully manually cage this brake than it would with a standard TR model or standard brake at all. How things have changed from the days when we were remanufacturing spring brakes. <laughs> And we wouldn't recommend that for anybody anymore. No, 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 definitely not. Rick, if we were going to just summarize our conversation today, why should fleets really seriously look at MGM brakes for their spring brake needs? You know, MGM back in 1956 was the original manufacturer of the spring brake. Since then, we've evolved the product many, many uh, times to make it the best that we can. We're always based on quality premium components to manufacture our brakes, and longevity. So the biggest thing, as I said, safety is our number one issue, 
and we will never do anything to our product and jeopardize the safety of it. And you will always count on MGM as being a quality USA uh, manufactured product. And, you know, we've got our two plants, one in Cloverdale, California, one in Murphy, North Carolina. And that's where we do all of our manufacturing. That's where all of our product comes out of. So we are a U.S. manufacturer that relies on quality and reliability of our products in order to uh, make sure that you're operating your vehicle as safe as you can. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and we've been speaking with Rick Dean, International Sales Manager at MGM Brakes. To learn more, go to mgmbrakes.com. Rick, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me back, Jamie. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and i just like to remind everyone to focus on cost per mile and... Let's keep those trucks and trailers rolling. HCA Truck Pride is the heart of the Independent Parts and Service Channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride and let the heart of the independent service channel take care of your commercial equipment.